Welcome to the World Changer Podcast, where we get you off the sidelines, challenge your mindset, and get you to take action, no matter what's ahead. Come on, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to World Changers. It's your host, Dan Fisher. And today, we have a great host on the show, someone that is actually very literally close to home for me and uh, figuratively as well, just because we are identical in the way that we search for new opportunities. We're both visionaries and we're both from the same hometown. We both went to the same high school, which is something we didn't even know until we were in this in the same mentor group, which is just really funny. I was actually taught by his mom in social studies in eighth grade. Um, and this guest has gone through a huge amount of personal and professional development, something that he and his wife take very seriously. And they have really become role models for not only their family, but the coaching groups that they are a part of. And it was really cool to learn their journey because coming from Ambridge, like myself, you don't get a lot of people that think that way. So whenever you get two people in the same room in the same mentorship group that are looking for huge opportunity, it's an amazing thing. Anyways, guys, I bring you Mike Claudio. Let's kick it off with how he got started and what he credits to his current position. So, uh, you know, Mike Claudio, owner of Winray Consulting, founder of Champion Shoes. Um, I was in charge of, and I was owning a construction company that recently exited. So um, a lot's happened, you know, to, to answer that question on what's what's gotten here, what's led to this. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stories in the book that I wrote, hashtag too strong, that, that got published this year um, about like different seasons and different lessons. You know, I think you know, organized sports taught me a lot. Working in retail taught me a lot. My parents obviously taught me a lot. Um, you know, I'm not sure there was like one singular thing other than I got really good at failing. <laughs> and and what I mean by that is, is, you know, like, you know, one of the first major issues, like, I mean, everybody grows up, especially as an athlete, like, you know, when you're 10, 12, 14, 15 years old, and you lose a tournament, you're crying, you just like, have never dealt with that kind of like, lost before you just beside yourself um but really the first really major thing that i overcame was uh, my senior year of high school literally the sunday night before school started i tore my acl playing pickup basketball and i was a football player i was a baseball player i was getting looked at by some pretty major schools and colleges and you know i had never had any type of major sports injury before you know i basically was a, a three to four sport athlete in high school i did baseball basketball, football, and track. And like, so I was always in season, like there was never an off season. So all I knew was sports. And so that was like the first real, so I tore it like literally this Sunday night, Monday morning, my senior year of high school started. And I ended up being able to get like fully recovered in time for baseball season. And like, that was the first really like, okay, I can overcome some stuff. Um, then I went to college for a year, failed out of college again, you know, I kind of made it my mission for many years to, uh, um, like not let that hold me back. And like, I learned through corporate America and then I got into the entrepreneurial world as an employee, um, you know, of a leadership role. And then, you know, starting my own business in 2018, you know, I've learned a lot about how to effectively fail. And I think that's where most of my success has come from. You know, I've learned how to, 
get knocked down, pick, pick, pick myself back up and, and not define myself by a lot of people end up defining themselves by their losses. Um, you know, you know, I still struggle with it. Like I still deal with imposter syndrome and scarcity mindset like everybody else does. But, you know, ultimately, I'm not afraid to walk into any situation because failure is okay to me. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's not going to end me. It's not going to ruin my life. It's not going to destroy anything. It's, it's most of that stuff's internalized. It's not real. And I've learned that like through some pretty massive failures over the course of my career that with, with enough work and effort and focus and, and education, you can really overcome a lot. And, and we as people and adults and humans in general are a lot more resilient than we give our, ourselves credit for. And, you know, the whole win fast, win often mentality, which is kind of like the, the tagline, but really it's a lifestyle for me is all you got to do is start a winning streak. And a winning streak starts with winning the next decision, not winning the day, not winning the month, not winning the week. You just make one good decision at a time, win that next decision. And you can come out from anything. And anybody who's really been in dark places and have failed or, or you know, drug addiction or alcoholism or divorces, you know, a lot of those different things, they realize that like, there's people who stay stuck there. And there's people who don't. And the people who don't, they crawled out of that whole one good decision at a time, one little step at a time. And so I think like, I know, that's probably not the answer you were expecting. But uh, I think the biggest attribute to my success and what I've built uh, is my ability to fail. I, I really love that. You know, it's, it's funny as a journalist. So you know, I, I studied journalism and, and you prepare, can prepare for all these things as much as you want. And the direction that you think they're going to go, it, it wasn't meant to be. And you gave a great direction. Like as far as failure, um, it's so true because if you're reading anything like uh, you Think and Grow Rich and um, The Secret, like where you're having laws of attraction, uh, you have, they talk about the way to get there isn't necessarily quick. And I think a lot of people forget that there's failure involved in between A and B, the point A and B. And I think that um, the ability to fail is huge. Um, so <clears throat> I know a big thing that you, you tell people is, is triggers and reactions. And, and I think that whenever you're using failure in the right way, um, I think that's wherever you, you can learn from. And would that be the reaction or would that be something different with that? So... <sighs> I use the term triggers and transitions a lot and transitions. Yeah. So, and, and so where that plays in is the, the best way to change a behavior is to change a habit. The best way to change a habit is to change the trigger is to be aware of the triggers and transitions, right? Like no one develops a drinking problem because they love the taste of bourbon. They do it because it's soothing some for some form of trigger, right? right? They, they, they don't form, they don't stop working out it's because of a transition, right? Like if, oh, you know, I used to work out, but then my job changed. Now I can't find time for it, right? So a transition happened. And so when you use triggers and transitions in your life to become aware of it, you know, you're able to become more in control because you're more self-aware of what triggers you and what transitions create success and what transitions don't, mm. right? So, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes. You know, I smoked cigarettes when I was in high school. And like, for me, one of my biggest triggers was getting in the car. Like I physically was like incapable of starting my car without a lit cigarette in my mouth. And eventually I was like, I got to stop doing this. Like I need to quit smoking. 
And I ended up like changing the, the, the trigger and the transition. So like when I got in the car, I would put a lollipop in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So that was the new transition into getting going. Cause I was aware that like my body, I'm a, like people in general are very habitual beings. Like, they're very driven by habits. Right. And if you don't believe me, think, delete Instagram from your phone and look at <laughs> how look many times it. you pick your phone up to look for it. Yep. It's a habit, right? It's a trigger. It's a transition. It's like, Oh, every time I go to the bathroom, I have my phone. Like I, like my son, my, my son is five years old. He thinks it's impossible to poop without an iPad. And I'm like, that's not, nope, that's not how this works. No right. iPad, right? Like, no, but I need it. I have to poop. Like, no, you don't need an iPad to go poop. That's not how that works. Um, and, but, but that's how we are. Like we get used to the habits, right? The, the rituals, the routines. Yep. And so like you can create good habits and good routines the same way. Mm-hmm. Where like, if you start going to the gym every day, let's say you've never worked out. If you go to the gym every day for 30 days, you'll start to look for the gym as opposed to avoiding the gym because it becomes part of the habit. It's that transition from a non-habit to a habit that is the hardest part. It's growth, it's adjustment, it's discomfort. And uh, so the triggers and transitions, whether you're winning, losing, or indifferent, that's where you can actually create change in in a direction that you'd like to go in. So can you, how do you um, assess whether or not you have a failure or a transition period, like something where you need to learn or something you need to drop completely? It's a good question. Um, I guess it depends on how much that the, the outcome or the results of whatever it is you're dealing with is impacting the journey and, and the mission that you're on, right? So, you know, I'll use the example of, you know, alcohol, like I don't have an alcohol problem. I'm not an alcoholic, but I enjoy drinking and drinking fucks up a lot of my routines in life. Right. Um, you know, it slows me down. It mentally fogs me. It makes me not as effective in the gym. It makes me a little bit less patient with the kids. And so like, I can learn how to socially have a drink by saying, when I go to events, I'm going to limit myself to two drinks. But there's also the I can't hang out with those people anymore because mm. all those people do is drink and that doesn't make them bad. That's just not where I want to be in my mission right now. So if alcohol is a problem for you or smoking weed is a problem for you, like part of it's going to be controlling the bad habit. Cause you don't like, I'm an adult. I want to be able to have a drink every once in a while. I don't want to be like completely sober. I'm not interested in that, but I also don't want it to become a habit. Mm-hmm. So I'll limit myself to two drinks when I go out for a social event because you don't want to answer the question, why aren't you drinking a hundred fucking times? Right. Right. But then there's also like, I'm not going to go to that party. I'm not going to go to that barbecue. I'm not going to go hang out at the bar with those guys because that's just not an environment that's conducive to helping me on the mission. The problem is, and most people I've dealt with, I'm a business coach. That's what I do for a living. You know, I literally help high performers perform even better. Like most people don't even know what they want. Mm-hmm. They don't know why they want to stop drinking because they're just in the, I'm going to show up and go to work tomorrow. And I'm going to do the best I can. And then I'll do the same thing the next day and can't wait for Friday. That's a really tough existence. And I lived that life for a while. And that's how I know it. I did that for in corporate America for many years before I got in the entrepreneurial world. And now that I'm in more control and understanding of what I want, it's easier for me to make the tough decisions to go through the challenge of change because I understand the outcome and how badly I want that. Right. So I guess the very long answer to if that transition, that trigger, that habit needs to change or be cut out completely is really dependent on how impactful it is 
on the long-term vision or, or outcome you're looking for um, in your life. Right. And that could be a whole podcast episode itself, just finding what you really want for yourself. Oh, that could be a whole podcast. <laughs> it could be a like whole series. series. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm sure that building uh, both win rate and is win rate not in the picture anymore? Is that the one that you're out of? No, I, I, the EC grading and demo. I, oh, got um, it. I, I exited. So win rate's my primary business. Uh, Champion Shoes is the nonprofit my wife and I started last year. Perfect. And I'm sure that that came without a few failures itself. And I mean, running a nonprofit isn't easy. A lot of people think it's like a, a it, it's just like a hobby. But I mean, for your wife, it's it's a full time job. Mm-hmm. And for you, I mean, this the, both of you guys, it's a full time job. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, WinRate's gone through its own unique growth period, you know, um, we don't really view anything with a champion shoes as failure because even if we're not hitting the targets or the, 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 the metrics we've set, we're still doing more than we would have if we wouldn't have started it. Right. Absolutely. So we, I, we have to put that into the right context. Cause like, that's not how we support our family. Like we don't make money from that endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that we, we've, we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars in our first year and we've sent out thousands of pairs of shoes and like, it's all volunteer time. Right. And, you know, so we don't view any of that as failure, mostly because like we're doing more than we would have if we wouldn't have started it. We're helping more people. We're impacting more children um, than we would have otherwise with win rate. You know, COVID really kind of. I don't think no one was ready for COVID in the pandemic. Right. Like There's no contingency plan for what if the whole world shuts down for three months. (laughs) Um, you know, that's not something that like anybody really had a contingency plan for. And I would, that was like COVID came at like my one year anniversary of being full-time in that business. So I was still in my first year and, you know, I I help construction companies. That's my primary target audience. Right. And, you know, that industry basically came to a screeching halt because no one knew what they were going to be able to do for any period of time. So I lost you know, I told some clients, hey, let's stop for right now. I lost some other clients just because it was just like, we just don't know. We don't know. And you guys need to keep your cash because you need to keep, you know, paying your employees. And we don't know if you're going to work or when you're going to be able to work again. And that second quarter of last year was was hard. I mean, it, <laughs> it was very hard because um, we just didn't know what was going to happen. I guess technically here we are, you know, two years later, we still don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, but so that was like, I went from making you know, 20, 25 grand a month to like 2,500 a month, like wow. literally over, wow. like overnight. And my bills didn't stop and my employees kept getting paid. And like, so I went from like making money to losing like five grand a month. And, you know, that was an adjustment period. But like, for me, my vision for win rates always been super clear. And that's where like knowing what you want, super important, because there was never a backup plan. There, there is no backup plan. There is no plan B here. You know, I knew even in that moment when I was sitting there with nothing to do for like three months, I had one client. This is the only option. I have to find a way to make this work. And, you know, luckily I'm good at failing and I'm good at moving forward. (laughs) I'm good at being creative. And, you know, I turned it around and like, you know, I ended up, you know, ended up doing like I did more revenue fourth quarter last year than I did the whole year before that. And then this year I tripled the business again. And so, you know, it's it's a testament to the, like, when you go all in and you're willing to do whatever is necessary to make it work, really cool shit will happen for you. Absolutely. When you don't go all in and you're always like, well, I'll just go back to that if this doesn't work and you kind of take it lightly and you don't put everything you have into it. 
that's where so many businesses fail. Like they just, they're not all in mm-hmm. um, like some businesses fail because they're just not run well. And some businesses fail because it's a bad idea. But I think a lot of people are just not willing to go all in on it. And, you know, that's ultimately what it takes to, to build a successful business. Absolutely. I can relate to that. I have uh, two years ago when I first went on my own, uh, I was before that I was even dabbling. I, I messaged you probably a couple of times and just probably, probably sounding scared on that side, which I was. Um, but I was having one foot in corporate sales and one foot in um, my own business, which was fine to build, like to get a couple clients under there. Uh, and I definitely suggest that for people, like just to get started, you don't want to just like burn the ships immediately and then find out you have no clients and no, no revenue. But um, whenever we, whenever I got started, I made that transition. You see that and feel that entire process just open up to you. And next thing you know, you're building a business. And uh, so, yeah, I would say um, going back to your, the uh, champion shoes company. You, so you guys, you, you put yourself in a position where you've actually filled your cups so you can really pour out and fill out to others. Cause a lot of people try to fill up with an empty, fill others with empty cups. And I think you guys did a really good job of positioning your guys uh, company that way. Um, how's, how's Tiffany been a, an effect of that? Like, I know she's a huge part of it. I mean, so you know, it's been an interesting year, um, you know, because she's been in corporate America since she graduated college. And, you know, she, her most recent job was at Bank of America. She was an executive vice president there. And, um, you know, so she was she was very successful in her career, but she wasn't fulfilled. Right. So we started the nonprofit last year, like really not knowing, like I literally Googled how to start a nonprofit and follow the steps. Right. Like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Like we just started. Right. Yep. And we just started. And we just took action. And we solved one problem as, as they came up. And so, you know, earlier this year, you know, we were able to like, she was able to, I guess, quote unquote, retire, quit her job because, you know, we didn't need it. And that wasn't part of the game plan for us. And the reality of that is, is like four years ago, we, we, we sat down and made a plan of what we want our life to look like. And we, we've known that and we knew what needed to happen, which is we've made very many strategic decisions over the last couple of years that many people would not have made. So that set us up for success because nothing else in our life could happen as long as she was tied to a job. We couldn't travel like we wanted. We couldn't do the things we wanted. We, you know, we were, we were, we couldn't raise our family the way that we wanted. And so nothing could really move forward until we solved that problem. So like a champion shoes has nothing to do with that, but I think that started turning the wheel of she could actually live her life passionately about what she's doing as opposed to being really good at something that she wasn't passionate about. And so seeing what we were doing with the champion shoes, seeing what win rate consulting does and changing people's lives. Like she just started getting this itch to like, I want to be a part of something bigger than me. And then I had her read a book called rocket fuel. Um, It's, it's a book about EOS. Um, It's an offshoot of a book called traction. Oh Um, Okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. So rocket fuels is the, is the, the story of the visionary and the integrator, right? How those two people work together and interchange and the personality types and everything else. Right. And I was like, babe, if you, you're an integrator, I'm a visionary, you're an integrator by far, no doubt about it. If you read this book, you won't last in corporate America throughout the rest of the year. (laughs) I got to suggest that to my wife. I like that. That was in March and she quit her job in April because it was so clear when she read it, it was so clear how powerful her skill set would be in a smaller environment that's built around purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been blessed. Like I started coaching 
before before I even got paid to do it. I love doing it. I'm passionate about it. Right. And I started putting out podcasts before people were listening. I started YouTube videoing before. Like I don't. I just I love helping people. Right. And so I'm I've been blessed to build a very successful, very profitable business around helping people. And she saw that. And I think part of what made it easier for her was she saw me take the risks and still bring success. Right. Cause in corporate America, like you're, you're, it's literally like, here's enough money to not ask too many questions. And here's just enough information to do your job. Absolutely. Right. And cause I, I was corporate America for 10 years. So I understand it. Mm-hmm. When you start asking different questions and you start looking for purpose, not a paycheck, the answers are completely different. Hmm. And she saw how, wow, we really changed children's lives at Christmas last year with the champion's shoes. And win rate literally changes people's lives every single day. I want to be a part of that. And I didn't know how until she read Rocket Fuel and she's like, I'm an integrator. And I'm like, I know you are. I told you that. (laughs) And then it was just a decision. Like it wasn't an easy decision. Like, you know, my wife was making like 150, 160 grand a year. Yep. And, but we had made so many strategic decisions over the last couple of years. It was like, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you can always go back. Absolutely. And like, now she'll never go back. <laughs> You know, because like she sees the impact of the work she does. Yes. You know, it's not as complex and it's not as she's not leading a big group of people anymore, but the work she does changes people's lives every day. Yep. And it it helps me change people's lives every day. Exactly. I was just going to say that it helped put you guys in a, in a position to go and do more things. Like it's crazy. I I love that because I I think, um, I, I think my wife's on the same uh route you know she sees the actions she sees she i mean when i first started she was very afraid and and that's okay because like i mean i I take a lot of risks probably maybe too many um but as it went on she was like actually she's let let me look into she's starting to look into her own speech pathologist uh firm and she's getting that all done she's got the llc created and stuff and she's just seen the actions she's seen the people i hang out with and she's like okay I get it now. And I wish we could show and tell more of the people. I'm not sure about Pittsburgh people. It's a little bit small minded here, but, um, you know, two guys here being from Ambridge, Pennsylvania, it's kind of an interesting way that we both kind of are here talking about business. Ironically, there's a lot of cities like that, though. Like when we go to these groups, like Anthony's group, or I go to Apex, or I go to an RTA event, everybody says the same thing. Hmm. There's no one like me there. Like, have you ever connected with Brian Hess? I know the name, but I haven't. You should. He's in Pittsburgh and he's just, he's a really good friend of mine. I didn't know. Uh, Okay. Yeah. He's in Pittsburgh. He's a great dude. Very similar mindset as us, but there's very few people in each city. That's why we go to these events. That's why we go to these groups. And we we are unique. We are different. We are risk takers. We are against the grain, against the, 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 the common theme of whatever it is, because safety makes us uncomfortable. We rather be living on the edge, right? Yep. Comfort's like the worst feeling to me. Yes. Like yes. when I'm, when, it, when it's easy, I'm bored, I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated. And so, you know, from that perspective, no one's going to get us because most mm-hmm. people are ta- like safety, comfort, ease is the, is what life should be like. Right. It's not. That's what we're taught to like too. 
that's what I'm saying. That's what, that, that's, yep. that's what like, and if you look at even how marketing is, is like every commercial is like your life would be so much easier with this. It makes us believe our life's supposed to be easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look, I love my iPhone and my iPhone has been wonderful for me as far as easing my ability, but I still throw myself into discomfort every, all the time. Yeah. You know, like every year for probably the last six or seven years, I've done something intentionally to get myself out of my comfort zone. You know, like I play, being I, 75 I play, hard, I'm sure. Oh, it's like, I'm, I'm in the middle of my fifth time doing it right now. I know but, you're always posting. Um, you know, but like this year was finishing the whole live hard program. Oh, wow. Um, two years ago was jujitsu. The year before that was adult baseball. The year before that was a half marathon. Um, the year before that was a big weightlifting competition. Like wow. every year I try to press myself. Like this year was writing the book, live hard program, speaking more, starting the nonprofit. You got to figure out what next year is going to be because it's going to be hard to top that. Hard but, to top. Absolutely. But, but like I'll find something mm-hmm. because I have to. Because if I'm not chasing something that makes me uncomfortable, I don't feel good about it. Right. Which is how I've built, you know, a successful business. And I help so many people. Like I show up every day and help very successful people and get paid to do it. Yep. There's a lot of pressure in that. Yep. You know, I got to be organized. I got to be prepared. I got to be the best version of myself. I have to be fueled properly and hydrated. And, you know, I can't like, you know, you're my seventh call today. I don't have a choice. Like, I, I can't be like, sorry, man, like this episode is going to suck because like, you know, I'm just tired. Right, right. You don't give a shit. <laughs> and like my next client doesn't give a shit either that he's the eighth call of the day. And so I take that very seriously and I get very intentional with my time and my routines and my habits and, and the way that I prepare myself so that like no one, if I'm going to take on a lot of responsibility, everybody feels equally supported. Absolutely. Uh, man. You give me a lot. And it's like, I, I would love to chat more and more with you. I know you're crunch for time, obviously. Um, but I mean, this will be something maybe I'll check in. Hopefully as the podcast grows and grows, we can get an update and, and keep things growing. Cause there, there really is a rare um, thing when you have these get these two types of, or our types of feelings, I guess. Um, because I mean, I thought it was easy, but to, once I started finding out it's completely rare and you almost have to go virtual to find them. Um, that's where you kind of want to keep in touch with these guys and especially you. Uh, but Mike, I, I want to give the, the listeners here an option to find you. I know you have the big stud podcast, but where else can they, uh, can they find you? Uh, like I do my, the, my primary engagement on Instagram. It's at WinRate consulting. Um, you know, that's my primary engagement platform. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's just Mike Claudio. Um, you know, but if you want to get in touch with me, Instagram is probably the best place to do. It. I mean, winrateconsulting.com is the website, but honestly, it's a little outdated right now because I don't really use it that much. Most of my clients find me through the content of the podcast and, and YouTube. Um, but yeah, follow me, go listen to the podcast. Love to hear from you. If you, if you like what you had to hear today, there's a hundred and something, 160 episodes on the big stuff podcast. Yeah. You've um, got great content on there. Yeah. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's just doing it every week for two and a half years you're bound to get better at something two years ago um, you yelled at me to say hey just get started with the video stuff man yeah. it took me about a year to even get started so after that <laughs> yeah I and mean, it just that, that's how i've done everything i just you just get started and you learn as you go and you get better as you advance and you know ultimately i'm back to what your first question was i'm just not afraid to fail right because that's how that's how you learn and you move forward and 
see what they're doing with a champion shoes because they've really created this uh, a really cool brand that's giving kids athletic shoes and it's uh, a need that maybe we all take for granted so uh, anyways guys excited for the next one i got a lot of um, good people lined up and uh, yeah we'll see you then